Hello, and welcome to episode eight of the Disney Park Princess Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us again. I am Sarah, and I'm here with Heather. Hello, everyone. And Sharla. Hey, welcome back from your trip, guys. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Reality is hard after Disney World. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm ready to go back. That's right. I don't know why we even came home. No, we shouldn't have. Because <laughs> it was hot and humid, that's why. Yes, exactly. It's, that's hot, it's <laughs> always hot and humid here, too, so I should just stay there. That's right. That's right. If it's going to be hot and humid in Georgia, you might as well be hot and humid in Orlando. That's what I say, but my husband tends to disagree, so, you know, we stay here. We're working on him. We're working on him. (laughs) Hey, we made it to episode eight. That's so exciting. Go us. I know. Almost double digits. A couple more weeks, we'll be in double digits. Do we get a birthday cake? We should get a birthday cake, Charlotte. I think we need a birthday cake. All right. I'll make you a birthday cake. I have to make Justin's cookies. And the birthday cake. That's right. Two Justin things. still has not gotten his cookies for everyone listening. He is very upset, but I have to take blame for that because I told Sharla not to send them because I'm on a diet and I don't want to eat the cookies. <laughs> yes, okay, I was but what's ready a- to make them. I was ready and she said, no, don't do it. Yes. But also, what else has Sharla been very busy doing? Oh my goodness, guys. Copley's Halloween costume. Copley is my dog, for those of you that don't know. And Charla makes him a Halloween costume every year. And so last year, literally around this time, I said, I know what I need Copley to be for next Halloween. And so it arrived on Friday. And it is so cute. And we're going to have to post pictures once he uh, gets it on because it's really, really adorable. And he's so mad. <laughs> I, I got to see pictures of him in it um, because I insist that I don't have to wait until Halloween since I make the costume. So yeah, you, he, you get advanced. Oh, the look, that look on his face is priceless. Oh, he hates it. Hates, hates. You're, you should just be happy to, that he does not know that you're the one that makes it because he would hate you forever. I can also make him some treats so, you know, it. Yeah, well, it, it, yeah. He's like, okay, fine. I get a treat. I'll sit here and pose for your picture. <laughs> <laughs> but people are hearing this, and it actually is Halloween. Oh my gosh, that's right. Okay, so guys, I guess I I can do the big reveal. Um, Copley is Dustin from Stranger Things, the cute, adorable little curly-headed kid that is always like taking charge of the group, and he's adorable, and he's got his little chucker hat, and Charlemagne, um somehow curled yarn to make it look like he has a head full of curls. It's fantastic. And you, and to be fair, you and Justin got into the act as well. Well, Copley's costume inspired my costume and I decided I was going to be 11. Um, And then Justin decided he wanted to jump in on the group costume. So now we have a whole Stranger Things theme going. And (laughs) baby, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to post this picture and you're going to hate me. But, um, Justin is Bart, <laughs> and he looks it's so good. <laughs> he looks exactly like her. It's one of the greatest it's things I've ever seen. So good. <laughs> yeah, we have guys. We have to find a place to post this picture because it is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a hundred percent going on the Facebook me. page and the Instagram. Hundred <laughs> percent. Charlotte, you really better yeah. send the cookies now. <laughs> Look, he's in a good okay, – the Red Sox won the, the World cookies. Series. He's in a good mood, so it'll be fine. It's fine. And the Patriots won last That's right. Night, so now is the time. Yeah. He's doing good, so let's knock That's him right. down a little bit. <laughs> all right. So now we just said that it's Happy Halloween. So Happy Halloween to all of our listeners. 
Happy Halloween. It's my favorite day of the year. All right, Nora, uh, or Charlotte, what is Nora being for Halloween? Uh, Nora's a witch. Um, actually, Nora has two costumes. Um, one is uh, for school. They decided they, they were going to make it educational, and she had to pick an animal and write a re- uh, do an oral report about that animal and dress up as an animal. So, because I was tired from curling yarn and making all the other costumes that I had to make, um, I said, Sorry. well, I think, Nora, you should be a peacock because we kind of already have that costume from Kevin. So, you're going to be a peacock. And here's all these fun facts about peacocks. And so, that's what Wait, she's going to be for school. Tell everybody what you learned. Yeah. Oh, what I learned? Um, they can, They can actually fly, which I didn't know. And they can, um, their feathers are covered in a crystal-like substance that makes them very, very shiny. Sparkly birds. Yeah. Sparkly birds. Um, yeah, so the, she's wearing the feather boa that Heather, that Heather uh, Sarah wore and um, everything. So that'll be good. And then for at night, she's going to be a witch. She's, uh, we've just got her a hat and a little black wig that she is going to have. And, she's, and she made a wand um out of the leftover dowel from curling copley's hair so it all worked out <laughs> and sarah what is ryan going to be uh a teenager <laughs> <laughs> oh no has he reached that he age has. That's so yes sad. yeah he uh, yeah my son is 14 and he's a freshman in high school and apparently now to be fair i think with teenagers a lot of the times they think they're too cool for it, and then it actually gets to be a Halloween night, and then he has a change of heart. So I'm absolutely 100% predicting that, you know, at 5.45 on Halloween night, he's going to change his mind and suddenly decide he wants to go trick-or-treating, and it'll be one of those typical teenager costumes where it looks like they threw it together because they did. Um, so <laughs> that could 100% happen. Um, but he is – he has a race this weekend. Uh, he rose crew, and so he has a regatta this weekend that does involve costumes. So he does have a costume for the regatta. Um, they're dressing up as – I think they're lumberjacks? I don't know, but they're they're all wearing flannel shirts and beards. My my Asian son with no facial hair is going to be wearing a beard, so this should be a look. Um, so it's possible that he may throw that costume on and just go trick or treating at the last minute. We'll see. We'll see. We need pictures yeah. then. Oh, you will a hundred percent get pictures of the beard. I promise you, <laughs> because it's really the only time he's ever going to have a beard in his entire life. He has, you know. <laughs> Like, yeah. So, anyway, but anyway. All right. So, enough about us. Let's move on to Disney stuff. So, Heather, tell us a little bit about we got some sort of uh, exciting news about Beaches and Cream. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Um, well, first, I'm going to say that I'm really upset that we didn't know about it while we were there. I think they released this. We missed it by a day. Um, but as of Monday, they announced that they've made these crazy over-the-top milkshakes at Beaches and Cream. And they're, you know, like the candy is sticking out the top and there's whipped cream falling all over the place and sprinkles everywhere. And it looks so fun. They are super cute. I think I would still get the Noe Jose, but they look like they're super Instagrammable. Yes. And these are, so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, this is a super Instagram trend that's going on right now with the crazy, crazy milkshakes. They were started by a bar in New York called Black... Oh, it's my my favorite. Yep, Black Tap. So that's who started them. And then they've sort of gone viral. And now everybody... When when it makes it to Disney World, you know that... (laughs) 
It's sort of. And for all of you West Coasters like me, so I'm originally from New Jersey. I grew up just outside of New York City. So I grew up going to Blacktop. It's fantastic. Burgers, beer, and milkshakes. It's wonderful. But um, they are just about to open a location, their second location, um, out here at Disneyland at Downtown Disney. So if you're on the West Coast like I am, you can run to Downtown Disney and get yourself a crazy milkshake too. Yes. All right. So, and then uh, Sharla, this is still rumor, but we're hearing something a little interesting about the Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railroad ride. Yeah. So uh, the Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railroad is set to open uh, in the location that was the great movie ride at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um uh, early 2020, I believe, is when they said it's opening. Um, but now we're hearing rumor that it's also going to open at Disneyland, um, which is interesting because for several reasons. One, it's still the first um, ride that features Mickey Mouse, which is pretty cool. But then, again, they're just copying another ride. So I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I I, I have sort of really mixed feelings anytime they duplicate a ride you know, in multiple parks, like, I hope they're at least going to give it sort of a unique flair, like Pirates of the Caribbean, for example. Yes, there's Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland and in Disney World and in Disneyland Paris, but they each have their own individual feel, you know, and in some cases, they're very, very different. So I'm hoping, you know, if they're going to sort of, quote unquote, duplicate the ride, that it, it at least is going to have something to it that differentiates it otherwise you know yeah and even like um toy story midway mania is the exact same ride at disney world and disneyland but the queue is different um so hopefully something will be a little bit unique between the two if that is indeed the case that they open this attraction so it sounds like hollywood studios i think is scheduled for late 2019 and then it sounds like disneyland might be early 2020 but we'll see this is still unofficial disney has not confirmed this news it's just rumors that we're hearing so we'll see uh something that is not a rumor though speaking of pirates of the caribbean is that they are going to be quote-unquote rebooting the franchise i can hear her already all right heather go ahead go ahead go ahead I am just going to step up on my soapbox here. I don't understand why this is a trend in Hollywood where we need to remake movies. I love the original Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy so much. We don't, like, they just released another one two years ago. We don't need to reboot the series. It's not 30 years later, and you certainly cannot make Pirates of the Caribbean without the original cast. We learned in Pirates of the Caribbean 4 that Johnny Depp cannot carry a Pirates movie without Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley, and we cannot make a Pirates of the Caribbean where there is a different Jack Sparrow. That is all. It's just, I hate it. (laughs) Like Heather just said, uh, no Johnny Depp in the reboot. Unacceptable. I would have to agree with you on that I'm sorry. Nobody else can be Jack Sparrow and you can't make Pirates of the Caribbean without Jack Sparrow because at this point, he's what identifies. I mean, they put him into the ride. That's how identifiable he is to the series. Yeah. And it was, I mean, this was a unique franchise anyway, because they took the ride and then they made this whole movie franchise out of it, which they had tried to do before, but they were never really successful with it. I mean, look at Haunted Mansion or um, I think they did a Tower of Terror movie, too, and none of it worked. And this actually worked and worked out really well. So I don't know why they would reboot it instead of just making another film. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's I, it, like Heather said. It's one thing if you're taking sort of a movie that was done, you know, 30, 40 years ago and a new generation has no experience with it. This is still a very viable franchise. So why we would consider a, a complete reboot and not just a continuation of the series other than the last movie didn't do really well. Um I, I don't know. It's bizarre to me. It, it, but it did well overseas. Yeah. So it... And the the last movie was actually good because they brought back Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley just, you know, a little bit here and there, but they what worked so well in the original trilogy is the way the three characters played off each other and it just like you you realize that they loved each other and they were friends, but they were still kind of out for their own things and it just worked really well. Um, and so then when they brought the other two characters back for the last movie, it was actually like it was in the vein of that original trilogy. It was really good. Um, you know, it's never going to be as good as those three, but it I enjoyed it. So I don't know why I don't, I mean, why are we making a live action Dumbo? It's not live action. Elephants really can't fly. It's just computer animated. Let's call a spade a spade here, kids. No, no, no. What do you, what, what do you mean elephants can't fly? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't seen them fly. Maybe they do and I'm just not paying attention. <laughs> I'm sitting here pouting. Nobody can see it because there's no video, but... <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with that. All right. Anyway. All right. Moving on. So let's get to the topic of our podcast today, which Heather and I ran headlong into last week. Oh, yes. Crowds at Disney. Now, once upon a time, a long time ago, in a land far, far away, October was the slow season at Disney. People, I am here to tell you, if you had not gotten the memo, this is no longer the case. Not anymore. Yes. <laughs> thank you to Food and Wine Festival. Thank you to Halloween. And of course, right now, thank you to the new Toy Story Land at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Crowds are very much a reality. At Disneyland, Heather will tell you, pretty much year-round. And at Disney there World- There is no slow time. Yeah. There's no slow time anywhere anymore. There are slightly slower times still at Walt Disney World. Not so much as Disneyland. So we are here to tell you how to manage those crowds. Or Heather, what, you had a good phrase I like for when we walked into Hollywood <laughs> Studios last week and we got to Toy Story Land. How many people were there? Oh, we ran it. We found humanity. All of humanity is mm -hmm. in Toy Story Land. So when you go to Toy Story Land, it's all the people in the world. <laughs> yes. They're there. Yeah. Just, that's where everybody is. That's where we're all hanging out. Yes. Um, and... and it's hot in Florida still, and there is no shade, so be prepared. Yeah. Be prepared. That was, I thought, the most interesting thing to me about Toy Story Land is, yes, the entirety of humanity, I think is the way that you put it last week, um, the complete enter lack of shade, um, which I understand to some degree because, of course, you're supposed to be shrunk, you're supposed to feel like you're shrunk down to the size of, of toys, right? So trees would be out of place in sort of the perspective of that but can you throw me like a little cocktail umbrella or something that's meant to like something you got to give you got to give people something especially when the lines are two plus hours long and there is no shade in those queues it's a lot and I think they, they have to suspend some reality at some point yeah I get it that you want to make it so that you're shrunk down to the size of a toy but they also have to know that that it's real sunny out there. So yeah. I wonder why, like, why didn't they do like Bugs Land in Disneyland and make like giant four leaf clovers? Exactly. Right? 
Exactly. But I will say that I've been able to go to almost all, well, it was all until last week when Shanghai opened theirs, but almost all of the Toy Story lands around the world and every single one looks like that. There's no shade anywhere. Mm. Um, And so in Paris, that wasn't too much of a problem for us, but in Florida and Hong Kong, if you can believe it, Hong Kong was more hot and humid than Florida was. And that it, it's painful. It's really hot. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about it. Uh, what can you do to avoid the crowds? Like let's let's put aside, we'll go when it's not crowded. Okay. So because it's, it's always crowded. So, you know, or the three days a year when it's not like in like the third week of January or something like that. Let's assume that for whatever reason you are going during a crowded time, can't avoid it. Schedule demands it. Gotta go. What is your number one tip for helping to manage when you have to visit during a busy time? Plan, 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 plan. Um, you know, Disney World is no longer, or any Disney destination really, is no longer a vacation where you can go and wing it. This is not a beach vacation. You can't just wake up at 10 a.m., get to the parks when you feel like it. You really need to put in a little bit of time to plan so you know uh, what parks have extra magic hours, whether or not you're going to take advantage of those um, you know, park opening, park closing. This way you can then go ahead and plan out your day, what attractions that you absolutely must see and start your plan of attack that way. Yeah. And the, the longstanding advice has always been get to the parks very, very early. First thing in the morning, just go in and do the attractive rides or the popular rides. That is not necessarily the case anymore because while, yes, it is generally less crowded at 8 a.m. if that's when the park opens, everybody now knows that tip. <laughs> so even though when I got to Toy Story Land, I got there at rope drop. We were in line at 8 o'clock. The line was listed as 70 minutes long. And I, I only waited about 45. But, you know, it's not it's no longer a 20-minute wait at 8 o'clock in the morning. So be prepared for that. And be prepared, maybe we'll go back later in the day, like right before the park closes. Yeah. So be flexible. And so that's your, a good point because like Heather and I, too. for example, waited in, we got in the line for Tower of Terror last week, um, not because we intended to ride, but we had a friend who did <laughs> want to ride. We're chickens, team bok bok. Um, We're chickens. But <laughs> the posted wait time, I think, was well over an hour, right? I want to say it was two hours. Yeah. We didn't even wait an hour. So one thing that's important to keep in mind is Disney does artificially inflate wait times if they're trying to encourage you to go somewhere else in the park. So if there are too many people in one section of the park, say down by Tower of Terror or Rock and Roller Coaster, Disney will inflate the posted wait times to encourage you to go somewhere else. It's one of the ways that they manage the crowds. Um, So just because something has a very long posted wait time does not necessarily mean that's actually what the wait time is. Unfortunately, there's kind of no way to know (laughs) Um, because it, you can, there's a couple of things you can do, which as uh, one of those is use one of those um, apps that track crowds and that have user inputted cra- uh, line line times. So there's, there's some apps that you say, oh, I waited 40 minutes for this, even though the posted wait says an hour. And you can put that in there. And if you subscribe to some of those apps, you can... Uh, 
get a little bit better of a handle of it. So which one of those do you use? Um, I usually use touring plans and their, uh, their app is called lines. They have one for Walt Disney world and one for Disneyland. And um, if you're a touring plan subscriber, you get um, access to lines for free included in that. So you can uh, see predicted wait times and you can see all those user, all the user data and you can input your own user data, which is kind of fun to do too. And and, and that's actually um, another way to sort of kill time in lines is to sort of go in and feel like you're helping. You know, you've got a little time, you go in, you open up the lines app and you put in, um, you know, what the posted wait time was and so on and so forth. And it gives you a little something to do (laughs) while you're standing in the queue. Yeah. And their, and their timer will work even if you close the app. Um, so you can say, I'm going to, I'm going to time it. You can close the app, play your candy crush or whatever you're going to do. And then, um, go back in when you're done and say, yep, I'm finished with this ride now. And it will tell you how long you waited and it will help other people out too. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay. All right. So let's talk a little bit about, um, the early morning magic event that Disney has introduced. It's currently available, I believe, at Hollywood Studios, but also on select mornings at the Magic Kingdom. So this is a separate ticketed event. It gets you in, um, I believe it's an hour or two ahead of even, it's on non- extra magic hour mornings, right? Okay. So this is on a morning when the park does not open early for Walt Disney World Resort guests. So it would open early, but only for people who have a ticket for this event. It gets you in an hour early. It gets you, I think, breakfast at one of the local quick service locations. Um, And then there's like one or two other perks. I don't remember exactly what they are. Um, What do we, what do you think about this type of event? Worth it? Not worth it? I think it's, it can be worth it if you use it in the right way. Uh, such as don't spend that time that you're there early eating your breakfast. Do all the rides and stuff that you want to see uh, before the, it gets crowded and then have your breakfast um, right as park as the park opens because that way you're maximizing your money. I think that's a really great point. Um, I had a friend who did it last week at uh, Hollywood Studios and they got in, got all of their rides done, and then went and had their breakfast. Um, so I think that's a really good plan. All right. Uh, Heather, what do you think about sort of the midday break approach that Sharla talked about earlier? I am a fan. I never used to be. I used to be a commando park tour, but now I am of the mind that especially when it is super hot in Florida or California, you need to go back to the hotel and rest. So what I like to do is get to the park at opening. If there's extra magic hours, great. Um, And then have some lunch and then head back to the hotel. And whether I hang out in the room and take a nap or watch some TV, usually I'll go to the pool, swim for a couple of hours, and then head back to a park just before dinner. So you're avoiding the heat of the day and when the majority of the crowds are there. And you'll find you have a much more relaxed vacation if you do it that way. Agreed. All right. So say you're not staying at a Walt Disney World resort. Okay. So that's going back to the hotel isn't even an option. Where are some of your favorite places to take a break either in or near the theme park so that you can get away from the crowds for a little bit without actually having to go all the way back to either your hotel or a hotel? 
Oh, if I am at the Magic Kingdom or maybe even at Epcot, I like to take the monorail and go over to the Polynesian or the Grand Floridian, maybe get an iced tea and just find a rocking chair or a comfy couch, maybe in the lobby, maybe on the front porch and just kind of curl up and watch people go by. Um, Just sitting for an hour can refresh you so much. Yeah. My personal favorite, I... I might even just stay on the monorail personally. Like (laughs) I love the monorail. I consider it a ride. I, I'm just not happy until I've heard, por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Like that's like my, one of my favorite (laughs) sounds on the planet. So, uh, you know, even just taking a ride on the monorail and yep, if you want, get off at a resort, grab a drink, you know, check out a lobby. Um, I also love the boats. So the boat ride to the resorts or over to the Wilderness Mm -hmm. Lodge. The Wilderness Lodge is one of my favorite lobbies in all of Walt Disney World. So even just taking the boat over, checking out the lobby, um, you know, listening to sort of, you know, the sounds of the creek that runs through it. Or if it's in the winter and it's a little chilly, you can sit in front of the fireplace for a little while. It's a fantastic way to just, you know, take a little bit of a break, get a little bit of peace and quiet, a little less stimulation, and then go back ready to hit it hard. You can take the friendship boat from um, Epcot to Disney's Hollywood Studios or vice versa. Um, even it, and don't even get off. Just just ride around for a little while, or take the Friendship boat inside Epcot um, if they haven't closed it yet for Illuminations. Take the little boat just to, kind of around, ride it a little bit, and that's a good place to just sit and relax. And there's usually air conditioning <laughs> in them. So fantastic. Okay, great. So let's talk a little bit about times of year and things that you might want to avoid. Um, For example, the elephant in the room, Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars. We all know (laughs) that when that opens at the end of 2019 in Walt Disney World and in summer of 2019 at Disneyland, crowd levels are going to be unlike anything that we can possibly imagine. But the flip side of that coin is that the rest of the parks – are all of a sudden going to seem positively reasonable in comparison, right? I don't know. I feel like if all of if I thought humanity was at Toy Story Land, the, like li, like we're gonna double humanity. It's the it's Galaxy. the entire universe. Like, yeah, I'm terrified. Quite honestly. Um, but it, it, this may not be the case at Disneyland because it is such a small area. Um, but at Disney World, like Sarah said, if everybody's at Galaxy's Edge, uh, Epcot and the Magic Kingdom might just be normal. Would be yeah, normal. or at least feel that way by comparison. <laughs> you know, yeah. like what you thought was crowded at the Magic Kingdom after seeing Hollywood Studios may not feel so bad. That's sad. <laughs> Everything's relative, right? Yeah, I, I think it's all going to be crowded because it's going to – just bring more people in and then they're just going to be dispersed throughout everywhere. Um, So I think it's all going to be very, very crowded, but the good news is for anybody who wants to go for the opening in Walt Disney world, at least it's scheduled to open in late fall, which probably means around Christmas Mm -hmm. time. (laughs) That's what I think. Um, It'll be not so hot and humid and most likely. Yeah. Although I'm still getting over how hot it was when we were there last week. I, like I, I'm not over it. I used to live there, and I can no longer handle the Florida heat and humidity. It was awful. It was bad. It was, it was bad. Yeah, yeah. It was really bad. And I'm not like I don't enjoy being hot. Everybody knows this about me. I I just I don't do heat. But I'm not typically a person that is like dripping in sweat. I was 
dripping, dripping in sweat. And that is not okay. (laughs) I am not okay with it. I don't like any part of it. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. All right. So anything else about crowds? Did I forget anything? Well, for our Patreon listeners, those of you who are supporting us over on Patreon, thank you so much, by the way, for your support. We're going to be recording a little extra after this about our top secret super places that we like to go to avoid the crowds. So if you're interested in hearing, you know, really the places where you can find us when we've just had it and we need a bit of a break, you can go over to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess, subscribe at uh, the $5 or above level, and you will have access um, to these little extras that we're going to be recording as well. So there's more. Yeah. Last week we recorded some thoughts on the new hotel that is going to be at Walt Disney World. So if you subscribe now, you can still hear that. Uh, All right. So did I miss anything about crowds? Yes. Um, I'm going to give you my favorite way to avoid the crowds. And I'm going to preface this by saying it is not for everybody, but this is a luxury Disney podcast. So you may want to consider getting yourself a VIP tour guide. They are like human fast passes. They are fun. Um, And every time I've had one, you just zip around the parks and you don't even notice that the park is crowded. For example, I went to Disneyland a couple of years ago on Christmas Day and got to do everything, everything multiple times while there were three or four hour waits. So it is a pricey investment, but I will say you, it is worth every penny you will spend on it. Yeah. And I think we'll probably do an entire podcast on VIP tour guides because we are big fans. Oh, they are, they are saviors of your vacation, if I'm honest. Yes. Yeah. And before everybody starts writing in and telling us, you know, well, nobody can afford that, blah, 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 blah. Hang on, because every VIP tour guide, you get up to, is it nine or 10 people? Ten I think, people. In your group. It's 10 people. So when you divide that cost out per person, it's actually less expensive than doing like the backstage magic tour, for example, at Walt Disney World. So you have to think of it that way. And again, per person, you know, bring nine of your closest friends and make a day out of it because it is fantastic. You will not regret it. They're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be, I mean, that's for sure going to be the way to enjoy the Galaxy's Edge. 100% for sure. That is how it's, how you, you should do it. Um, Again, I, we have no plans to be there um, the first couple of months that it's there. Year, but whatever. if I am there, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if I am there, I will. I will definitely be getting a VIP tour guide because there's you're not going to see yeah. it otherwise. You're yeah. just not. That would be those would be the only circumstances under which I would consider stepping foot in Galaxy's Edge. You know, within a good six months plus of an opening, I would say. Yeah, so definitely VIP tour guides, but we are going to talk about that in depth in an upcoming podcast. So good point though. Yeah, absolutely. The ultimate in crowd control, VIP tour guides. Best things ever. (laughs) Best things ever. Uh, All right. So I think that brings us to the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We just did want to mention um, we had – On our last podcast, we talked a little bit about a sunscreen that we all use. It's a mineral powder sunblock, and a couple of people had wrote into our Facebook page and via email asking where they can find it. So we have a new blog post uh, that has that as well as some of our other favorite must-have items for when you're touring the Disney parks. So it talks about our sunscreen and our phone chargers. These are items that we all personally 
use. So they are Amazon affiliate links. So we do get a little bit of a kickback if you purchase um, through our website through those links. So it's actually a great easy way to help support Disney Park Princess to get the products that we love. We are not being paid by these manufacturers or these companies um, other than being Amazon affiliates. We are endorsing these products and telling you that we love these products because we actually use these products. I have two of the sunblocks in my bag right now. Two of them. Yeah. Because they're amazing. Yep. yep. I have the sunblock. I have the phone charger. I know Charlotte uses the hand sanitizer. These are things that, you know, the packing cubes I'm obsessed with. Um, <laughs> so that is on DisneyParkPrincess.com and it's one of the most recent blogs posted. It's our, our must-haves for any Disney Parks vacation is what it's under. So you can find those there. And of course, you can find us on Facebook at uh, Disney Park Princess. You can find us on Instagram at Dis Park Princess. We are on Twitter at Disney Park Prin number one. And then on Pinterest at Pinterest.com slash Disney Park Princess. And of course, on Patreon. So um, thank you so, so much for all of your support. Thank you for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.